0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really
1: don't need to know? Good morning, Mary.
0: Morning, Hannah. Well, it's not really morning. You shouldn't tell people it's morning.
1: I was just, I just said. Not with
0: our drink of choice.
1: It's late morning. It's It's very,
0: very early afternoon. It's five o'clock somewhere. It's beer 30. Okay. We're ready. All right. Hi. Hi. Welcome. To tell me something I didn't need to know. We're here with Hannah again. She's joining us as Andrew is taking a vacation. Yay. Woo. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for being here with us, guys. Hell yeah. Um, so, Mary, what's yeah. new in your life? Okay, so you and I went out and had breakfast this morning together. We did? Uh, yes. I ate for two. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> And I used your credit card to pay.
1: Oh, I guess I'm going to have to find Sugar Daddy to pay the bill. Hell
0: yeah, you are. All right. I was wondering if you noticed a little boy at the booth, two booths from us. I actually did not. I was not. very focused on our booth, on
1: what was going on at our table. We were podcast brainstorming. Yes, but what I noticed
0: was before we got to our booth. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice. So the mom and the dad or the mom and the son, uh, I'm assuming it was a mom. I don't know. And, you know, I don't even know if she listens to us, but anyway, the woman and the child. Okay. And he looked like he was seven or eight. We're having breakfast, obviously, and he has a stack of pancakes with in front of him. Okay. With a big pile of whipped cream on top. Oh, God. He's not using a fork. <laughs> yes! Oh, it was so funny. And we're back because we had to take a little break. <laughs> Because some things are funnier than boys licking whipped creams off their pancakes and getting it all over their face. Oh, God. Johanna and I just learned that one letter out of the alphabet... Can change the whole meaning of a sentence. And can be quite freaking hilarious. All right. Yes. I'm going to jump to my national day. No, 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 no. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, because that involves our drink. And then we'll go back and do it in our order. I'm gonna to jump to our national day. We can have a drink, and then we'll go back and do the rest. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. You
1: can do your national day when you want. Do your national <coughs> day. I'll do my national day. Then we'll we'll get around
0: to the rest. All right. Of it. May 30th. Happy Sunday to everyone. Today is National Mint Julep Day. It is observed annually on May 30th. It happens to fall on a Sunday. Lucky for us. Each year, people around the country gather for a glass of mint julep. <coughs> Have you ever had mint juleps before? I haven't, but I'm about to. I know. I have never tried them either. Mary made us mint juleps. Hopefully I made them right. This refreshing Southern classic is a traditional drink of the Kentucky Derby, which I did know. That part I did know. I did know. These aren't what I expected them to look like. For some
1: reason, I thought that they would be frothy and slightly green. And I don't know. I guess I've never seen one. I didn't know what to expect.
0: Yeah, the pictures I saw were not frothy and green.
1: That's okay. And, like, you follow and the ser- Yeah,
0: and they get served in a julep glass or a rock glass. So we have rock glasses. Okay. Uh, classic mint julep is made with mint, leaf, bourbon, sugar, and water. That's it. Um, and remember, the Southerners tend to do things a lot sweeter than we do up north. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can chew the iced tea down there. They drink a lot of very sweet teas. It's believed that the mint julep originated in the southern United States sometime during the 18th century. Oh, so it's been around for quite a while. Did you use bourbon from our trip? No. Oh. No, I actually used a honey bourbon. Okay. Not knowing what this was going to be and if we were going to enjoy it, because I'm not really sure, like, how you much you do bourbon, so I actually put a honey bourbon in here. I thought that would go with the mint.
1: Can hey, Mary. Yeah? Only time I've ever had bourbon. Was last year on our trip in a distillery. At the
0: 792 distillery. At 1792. 1792. Yes. Apparently I, one of us was drinking there. Well. And one of us was, it was
1: not. I, I believe it was, it might have been right around the same time of
0: day. Yeah. It was before noon.
1: And I will <laughs> say that I was sober when I went in. And by the time I left, I was convinced that I loved bourbon and I was just going to buy it
0: all. <laughs> that was a hell of a taste testing. Yeah, yeah, it was. All right. Uh, So the term julep is generally defined as a sweet drink. Are there other kinds of juleps? I don't know. I didn't look. All right. During the 19th century, Americans also enjoyed a gin-based julep. And each year, almost 120,000 mint juleps are served at Churchill Downs over a two-day period of the Kentucky Derby race. Good Lord. Yeah. In May 2008. Churchill Downs unveiled the world's largest mint julep glass. It was six foot tall. Hmm. Hope you're bringing a designated driver. Hmm. And to help, someone to help because you think our pitchers of margaritas are big.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I do have an answer for my question, by the way. Okay. Mint juleps are not the only kind of julep out there. Okay. By bartender standards, a julep can be any cocktail that includes a sweetener and an
0: herb. Oh. Stuff we didn't need to know. All right, let's try our tulips. All right, okay. They have a lot of ice in them, so they are very watered down at this point in time. It isn't the most
1: disgusting thing I've ever drank, but
0: I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: To interrupt you, so rudely. <laughs> I'm just gonna sit here and drink my julep and Wait. yours too.
1: I was going to say it's not the most disgusting thing I've ever drank, but
0: I would not order one. Gotta get past the initial um, layer of water, M-
1: Mary. It's not that. It's, it's I don't like bourbon.
0: Well, it's very sweet bourbon. That's why I made it with honey too.
1: I I appreciate that. I'm just not a bourbon
0: drinker. Apparently, she's very delicately slipping at it. Okay. Oof. Okay, so we don't order mint juleps. Although you are pretty gosh darn funny. All right. Okay, do you want to do your national day? You want to go back sure, to where we belong? Sure, Nope, I'll
1: do my national day and then we can hop backwards. Okay. My national day today is National Water of Flower Day.
0: Oh, I like that. I thought you would. We, we know, both yeah. love flowers. Oh, I know. And... Did you see my new iris out there? No. Purple and yellow. Oh, yeah! I took pictures. Let me show you. It Your is dog so cool. is snoring. Yes, she is loudly. I know. So this is one of my irises. Oh. This is another. Right. Oh, that one's beautiful. Yeah. Is that a new plant? Like, did you just? I like- had a couple of them last year too. I don't remember where I picked them up at. They're. It's beautiful. I love it that. Is
1: purple and yellow. Well, you know I love purple. Okay.
0: Anyway. All right. Now that I've interrupted you again.
1: That's okay. So, back to what I was (laughs) saying. National Water of Flower Day recognizes the season of caring for our garden plants. So, even though it's just a day, it's kind of the kickoff, the start, the recognizing of the gardening season.
0: I find gardening very therapeutic and good. So good for my soul. Oh, yeah.
1: So, around this time of year, usually, if the weather has cooperated... A lot of people's flowers are in full bloom, and we both know from experience that if you don't water your plants as needed, yep. they die, yep. which isn't the goal. For a lot of people, caring for a living plant is actually therapeutic. Yeah. The more that plants are nurtured, the more that they thrive.
0: It's kind of like everything.
1: It is important to know how much water you should give your plants. Some plants like a lot of water. Some plants only need a little tiny bit of water. You know, it just varies from plant to plant. The holiday also offers an opportunity to care for the gardens of those who may be homebound or in the hospital or even people who just are elderly or have physical limitations that don't allow them to tend to their own plants. Go plant some flowers for them to enjoy. Take care of them. Love them. We did that for
0: Grandma Peppa one year. We did it for Mom too. Yes, with the one year we um, bought plants, and another sibling and I drove up there, and we Mm -hmm. put flowers all around their house. Yeah. For the spring. Yeah. Because we could. Yeah,
1: and we did that outside, that Mom could see them from her bedroom window, and that made us both very happy. Yep. (laughs) Take some time. Enjoy your flowers. Water them, love them, nurture them. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Ta-da! And if you want to, drink a mint julep while you're out there in the garden. Or in Johanna's case, water your plant with it.
1: <laughs> mm. Or in my case, water your sister with it. I'm not pouring it on you. Someday she waters it. me well. Yes. All right. Yes, I do.
0: Um, so we're going to talk about what's going on on the other podcasts. Yay! Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. Uh, tomorrow. Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day, everybody, guys. Be safe out there. Have fun. Enjoy your family. Eat lots of burgers. Drink lots of beer. But be safe. Very much be safe. You're important to us. So tomorrow is a bonus episode. It's called It's a Pirate's Life from Murder, Mischief, and Moscato. We do some pirate facts,
1: some outrageous pirate stories. And an amazing taste testing. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mary and I taste tested, I think, four or five varieties of cider from michigan
0: i think they were all from michigan they were all from michigan it was a really awesome evening uh on wednesday the regular episode is called the monster under the bed so join us to meet um natasha kamush who is a badass survivor and meet or not meet chuck morgan the man with the mystery life and the more mysterious death very very true and a spoiler alert it involves some dollar bills Hidden in his underwear. <laughs> that it does. Didn't really spoil much of anything.
1: All right. right. Yeah. So, yeah. I've got a little tidbit for you, Mary. All right. We like tidbits. thought you'd enjoy this one. This one is very recent. We like. Okay. This one actually took place last week, Saturday. Okay. Last week, in a suburb of Barcelona, Spain. All right. A, depending on news reports, 39- or 40-year-old man died because of a dinosaur.
0: Okay. For real. I know. Did you see this? I did see this, and I used it as a tidbit for the other show. <laughs> 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 great minds think alike. I don't
1: The man who has not yet been identified by news stations and possibly not by police, uh, at least publicly, the right. police do know who he is. He had been reported missing by his family Saturday morning after they hadn't been able to reach him for a few days. Around noon that same day, last Saturday, a father and his son noticed a foul smell coming from a stegosaurus statue in an office complex plaza.
0: I believe the statue was made out of paper mache
1: It was, in fact, a paper mache statue.
0: Yeah. Which just makes this story even more. More. It was uh, a prop or something. Yeah, I, 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 stop thing. talking. You're ruining my story. Ooh. All right, I'll sit and drink my mint julep. So
1: the father and son decided to investigate the foul smell because
0: why not? Oh, hey. Wait, 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 wait. In order to investigate it, don't you have to tear apart the statue? And well, isn't that like destruction mm-hmm. of property? No,
1: the father found a crack in the statue and he was able to look in through the crack and he spotted what he thought was a man's body.
0: Oh, dear God.
1: And he wasn't entirely sure that the man was dead, but he suspected the man was dead. From because the smell? He, he didn't get a response and, yes, the smell. He called for the police and the police, upon responding called for the fire department's special rescue unit. The rescue unit ended up needing to cut off multiple parts of the poor Stegosaurus's legs and body in order to retrieve the man from the
0: statue. So it's not like the papier-mâché pinatas at a birthday party? You know,
1: I kind of had that thought.
0: Like, <laughs> Just give the kids some wood, wax, wood bats and tell them to whack at it while they're blindfolded.
1: The police are awaiting autopsy results, but they say that they don't suspect foul play. They believe that the man dropped his cell phone inside of the statue and fell while trying to retrieve it, trapping himself upside
0: down, unable to call for help. That almost, almost ranks for a Darwin Award. Because, first of all, why is your cell phone inside the statue? Thank you! That was my first question why
1: second of all how did he even a get his cell phone inside the statue and
0: b how did he then get inside the statue i saw that one of one of the articles because i did actually do a little research for this i couldn't make a whole story out of it but i did do a little research said that there was a hole in the belly of the statue and he kind of climbed up and over like first of all yeah why is your cell phone in the leg of the statue why what was the, the hell are you taking pictures of? Like I said, I don't I don't understand
1: any of this. No. Yeah. And why
0: was there a hole big enough for a man to crawl into? Nobody said it was big enough for a man to crawl into, and we don't know how big he was. We don't know if he made it bigger, being paper mache. We don't know those details. The whole story is just. We just veering. know that a man dropped his cell phone inside of a paper mache statue and died retrieving a fucking cell phone.
1: The Stegosaurus was the last remaining figure in the area created to promote a now closed movie theater. Yeah. And now we know how the dinosaurs really died. Human stupidity.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> tie that together nicely. Thanks. A little history, a little historic fact there. Give us a little knowledge. Nice. I just don't even. All right, let's move on. I don't even have let's words Let's move on to sometimes. something we don't have words for.
1: I didn't have words for that one, You ready really? for
0: something else you don't have oh words God, for? Oh, God, yes. Tell me something else. You know I love drugs. You know I do love doing little stories on drugs.
1: I'm glad that you clarified that because I, I love to. drugs.
0: This podcast does not support that habit. <laughs> um, don't do drugs. They're bad. They are. Okay. criminal gang has a stash of cocaine, about $22,000 worth. They need a safe place to hide it. Yes. Okay. They believe that... If they put it in the woods, it'll be safe, okay? So they find a place in the woods where people don't go, and they hid their stash of cocaine. What they did not consider was the large pack of wild boars that lived there too, and they'll eat anything. No, oh my God. Apparently they didn't really like it, and they were a little irritated that it wasn't something I could actually eat. So they simply scattered it fucking everywhere. Oh, my God. Everywhere. The boars have definitely had complaints about them before. They can be very destructive, not just to property, but, you know, like animals from farmers.
1: I've heard they're boring.
0: Uh, Motorists and farmers have complained about them, but we can also presume probably very safely that there are four drug dealers that are not pissed at them, too. Do I see hunting licenses in their future? Oh my God. Maybe when they get out of jail. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, geez. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's great. Love our, love our drug stories. Yeah. They don't usually end well for the drug dealer.
1: No, not That's so much. That's part of what we love. Not so much. Yeah. yeah. Got any other little tidbits? I have
0: all kinds of little tidbits. I'll give you one more.
1: Okay. Give me one more and then we'll right. do
0: stories. Probably. Okay. You and I have been to art museums. Yes. We have a lot of respect for our museums. Oh, my gosh. So much. So much. Um, can't even begin to cover that. Have you ever been to an art museum that had an interactive exhibit? I actually have. Have you? I Did have. you participate?
1: They are very interesting. I've seen several of them. I have participated in a few of them. Okay. You
0: sure they were interactive? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I know how to read. Okay. So, in South Korea, there's a museum... Uh, there's, I think I read this, uh, at the Seoul Arts Center, there's there's, an exhibit. So this couple in South Korea spends their day at the, the World Mall in Seoul, and then they proceed to go to the arts center. Right. Um, and there was a $440,000 painting there, and they were admiring it. Unfortunately, they thought it was an interactive exhibit. Yes. Because the artist... Had purposely and had been purposely for five years been leaving the brushes and the paint and everything that had been used on the exhibit. He left it, I'm not sure how, but somehow he left it on the floor. And they thought it was interactive, so mm-hmm. they helped fill in yes. pieces and parts of the painting. Uh, yes, I, I did see this. Yes. So they took the paint brushes and the paint buckets. Uh, and they happily contributed a few strokes of their own, and they ruined the four hundred forty thousand dollar painting. I don't know if there was a sign that said "Don't do that." I imagine there was because we know that some people don't read. I will show you. Here's actually a picture of it, Mary. It looks like it. Yeah, I I would definitely feel like that. That was interactive. So, for our listeners who it's clearly cannot see this picture, like a lot of children. Went crazy with paintbrushes and different colors, and there's no rhyme or reason to any of it.
1: And the only thing separating the public space from the work of art is that there is a yellow line with some black, um, I don't know, that I wouldn't quite call them pedestals, but there's some sort of like poles. Um, and there is a thin wire, if you look really closely, yeah. strung
0: between the poles. But the painting, I mean, and there's multiple brushes, there's multiple buckets, and the floor looks, the you know, floor, yep, the, the floor, floor is has paint, paint all over it. It does look like an interactive exhibit. It absolutely does. So, yep. yeah, they genuinely believed that that's what it was. Yeah. They were totally oblivious to the fact that they had just vandalized this very expensive painting, although why that is worth $440,000 is totally beyond me. And I love art. I love Love art, and I have total respect for artists um, and sculptors and some of the things that you and I have seen and experienced. I have total respect for that. Graffiti Do you ha- art for me doesn't go anywhere. Do you
1: have more to your story?
0: Because if not, I will add to it. No, that's uh, pretty much what I have to say is that it had been displayed that way since twenty sixteen. Yes. Um, the artist actually finished it in front of an audience, and then. They decided that the brushes and buckets should become part of the entire exhibit.
1: The couple legitimately was clueless. They didn't intend to destroy a work of art. And when the artist was told that the couple would be charged for the restoration and fixing of the painting, he did request that they not be charged and that another solution be found. Good. Because
0: it was not an intentional act of vandalism. No, the way it is exhibited, right. it definitely does not look like a hands-off exhibit. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. Yes, I had seen that one. All right, so one last one. You're going to get a big kick out of this one, especially since we know alligators can't go through the drive-thru. <laughs> Shouldn't go through the drive-thru. I was just going to say, that's, that's false. When police stormed a Coatesville, Pennsylvania house during... A seemingly routine drug raid on February 8th.
1: Again, we're back in Pennsylvania.
0: Everything happens in Pennsylvania. I know. We'll be there in September. Um, so they're doing a routine drug raid. They encounter something a little shocking among the fentanyl, the crack cocaine, and the heroin that was in the house. Okay. That they really didn't have access to. Okay. Because guarding the kitchen was an alligator nicknamed El Champo. <laughs> oh my god! Honey, get me a midnight snack. No, you get it. No, you get it. You get it. no. Mm-mm, nobody's getting a midnight snack in the house. I
1: I'm actually way more amused by the the alligator's name than by the fact that they even had an alligator. They named him
0: after the drug lord.
1: Oh, I I got that they named him after the drug lord. I just think that it is highly highly amusing and. Clever. I love it. El Chompo. Okay,
0: so, well, I have questions when I'm finished with this story. We usually do. Yeah. The three-foot El Champo hadn't fully grown into an adult yet. Obviously, he had seven or eight more feet to go. He was still a very substantial threat and was found patrolling the kitchen, which means he wasn't restrained where the narcotics, narcotics were being stashed. It's the new- newest diet fad. Oh, God. Yeah, that would keep me out of the kitchen. So... My first question, because I don't go ordinary, who cleans up the alligator poop? (laughs) It's litter trained. No, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) Prove it. It's not. Yeah, that's my first question. All right, what's your next question? It's a little more ordinary. Who feeds it? What do they feed it? Um, The alligator helps
1: himself, and the answer is he eats whatever Whatever the hell
0: he wants. Beautiful. Whose idea was this? Who in the hell comes up with this? I don't know how we're going to protect our stash from, you know, the ordinary burglar. Who comes up with that? I know. I think I'd, I. think I, if I was going to be a drug
1: lord, which we all know I'm not.
0: and That's why she's so good at it. Because <laughs> we all think she isn't.
1: Well, I mean, <laughs> I do sell magic pills. You you could say I'm a drug lord. Um, but honestly, if I was going to be a drug Lord, a drug, a drug queen. I'd get a tiger,
0: maybe a panther. You cleaning up his poop, or are you just gonna let him roam free like the alligator? I'm gonna litter train him. No, you don't. Can't get a No, no. Uh. Uh-uh. I hear you've got an extra bathtub I can use. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, no. All right. Where do we, I'm not coming to your house anymore for dinner. Okay. Fine. All right. Be that way. Okay. I think my
1: house is crowded now because it's so small. Wait till you add a tiger?
0: Wait till I add a tiger. Where are you putting it exactly? I don't know, but I know it's you're like... not putting it in the kitchen because, first of all, your family likes to eat, you like to eat, you like to cook, and your washer and dryer are located past the kitchen. I can go around and go in the back door, though, to get That's, to the washer and dryer. That is so convenient. We're going to hoof it around the house with a clothes basket. Yeah. To get to the washer and dryer, yeah. so the tiger can sit there and yell at us with that tiger voice, which is pretty goddamn scary. I bet my neighbors would leave me alone. Don't they already? Yeah, mostly. Okay. Mostly. (laughs) All right. Do you want to tell us a short story? I've got got a short story. All right. What is your short story called? Forked Over. Forked Over. Speaking of
1: food. (laughs) 50 miles northwest of San Antonio, Texas. Oh, we're not in Pennsylvania? We're not in Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. Sits Comfort High School. This is a very small high school, and it's now making news for all the wrong reasons. Now, because of this show and the content, I can guess probably some
0: of what our listeners are automatically thinking. Let me assure you, you're all wrong. I'm not sure what you think they're thinking. I have no idea what they're thinking. This isn't mm -hmm. murder, mischief, and Moscato.
1: Oh, no. There's a lot of other reasons that high schools have gone Ended up in the news for wrong reasons. Okay. okay. This, this is not one of those stories. This has to be an unusual story. Of course it okay. is. All right, I'll drink. You talk. Most of us are familiar with senior pranks. hmm The graduating class plans a harmless prank involving the school as a final farewell. Steal a mascot, whatever. Yeah. Put it in the principal's office. Precisely. Hope it's not an alligator. That is exactly what the class of 2021 at Comfort High School did. They planned... A harmless farewell prank. And now about half of the graduating class has been suspended and banned from all senior activities and events. Ouch. This is causing an uproar among parents, students, town residents, and now even social media. I haven't seen anything about this. To start, let me tell you that the senior parents were fully aware of the planned prank and they were 100% on board with it.
0: So it was supposed whatever happened, it was intended to be an in- Harmless.
1: The prank? Approximately 40 seniors, which is about half of the graduating class, forked the football field. That involves sticking plastic forks into the ground with the handle sticking up. And we just left the forks? And you just, you just, people do it to other people's yards.
0: It's just a ridiculous, silly, harmless. Here's my problem with that because you know my brain. Okay. Forks cost money and you're just going to leave them behind? Somebody's going to throw them in the garbage and then I'm going to have to go back and wash them. Now I've seen the pictures. Okay. All of the pictures of what was involved with this prank.
1: Okay. So they forked the football field. The field was not covered with thousands of plastic forks. We're talking maybe a few hundred at most. It's not like it was a solid sea of white. Okay. Okay. Who thinks, who thinks this up? Oh, it's been a thing. It's all over like you can you can look up pictures of it. It's it's a thing. That they f- do
0: Okay. You know I how you even...
1: you know how you fill someone's front yard with plastic flamingos? Shut up. Forks. <laughs> that happened to me. I know. Forks, Mary. Forks. Okay? Okay. Completely innocent fun. All right. It was the seniors way of saying stick a fork in us,
0: we're done. I say that all the time. I know. It's a phrase that
1: most of us are familiar with. And honestly, I think it's pretty funny. Okay. I think this is a very amusing, harmless. Okay. It should be very harmless. One of the parents is actually a business owner and posted on their business sign, congratulations, class of 2021. We're forking proud of you. Oh, my goodness. Because, I mean, it's funny. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's, I mean, I wouldn't call it funny, but I wouldn't call it harmful. Right.
1: Right. A small group of the seniors went into the school and they hung a deer head in the hallway, a mounted deer head, where there was already a lot of other things hung on the wall. Photos, memorabilia. They just added a deer head. They added a deer head. All right. That sounds harmless. They scattered some balloons in the cafeteria. Like inflated helium balloons? No. No. Like on the ground, just like they just lots of balloons. Not like so many you can't walk, but just balloons.
0: Okay. I'm confused, but okay.
1: And outside in the grass, they posted a homemade wooden for sale sign.
0: (laughs) That's fucking funny. That one
1: is funny. No damage was done. No destruction of property. No graffiti. Literally nothing. Okay. The police were never even contacted. The following Monday, the students were summoned to the school where they were given their punishment, suspension for two weeks, and loss of all senior activities. The parents have reported believing that the school was pranking the kids back. Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah. Not a prank. They're not. All of the students involved were suspended. Not Somebody just somebody's
0: the, taking their lives way too seriously. Not
1: just the ones who entered the school. Who, they did not hurt anything. It doesn't say they broke into the school. From everything I read, they but, entered the school. They didn't break in. They didn't... Literally, they did no damage whatsoever.
0: Maybe the school got sold out from underneath them and that's what they're mad about.
1: (laughs) This is a very small, small high school, which indicates to me it's probably a pretty small town. Yeah. The students who were involved in the suspension include the Valedictorian, the Salutatorian, the Top Ten... And a lot of honor society's kids. I mean, we're not talking bad children here no. who are out to do something malicious. Right. The school administration has stuck by their decision despite the, a public outcry. Now the hashtag free the forking seniors has gone viral on social media. Okay. Personally, I think that the school officials should have a glass of wine and learn to laugh a little. Because I, for one, I applaud the creativity, the thoughtfulness of a senior prank that was both funny Harmless,
0: and easily cleaned up. I like the for sale sign. <laughs> I know, right? That's like freaking awesome.
1: There are pictures. Anybody can go online and and search, and there are pictures. There's pictures of the balloons. The deer had the for sale sign, the forks. None of it was harmful in any way, shape, or form.
0: Yeah. I think I think occasionally administrations take things uh, way too far. Well, and when but, you consider... But you don't know what went into making a decision... You don't know. Also, though, here's part of my train of
1: thought with this story. Given the situation in our country over the last year and the amount of things that our teenagers, especially kids that graduated last year and this year, have gone through and had to try to figure out how to um, maneuver through and adapt to, and the things that they lost out on, which Traditionally, they were looking forward to. I really think that this was no big deal.
0: I can't argue with that.
1: However, that having been said, please don't come fork my
0: yard. You can flamingo her, though.
1: You can flamingo me. Yes. Don't can fork my yard.
0: Okay. It's like real sweet water. Okay. My story's called You Light Up My Life. Does it involve some... Uh... Never mind. <laughs> you will never... I could let you guess for three days. You would I, never I, here's guess. Here's the thing. What this I was involved. actually
1: gonna kind of. I was kind of going with the um, and the Adams family values. At one point, Uncle Lester puts a light bulb in his mouth, and then like a t- gets attached to a car battery, and the light bulb lights up. Not quite. No. Oh no. Okay. All right. Good.
0: Not really. Good. Good. good okay. Good. So, you light up my life. The 1950s and the 1960s, those are time periods which helped to influence a lot of aspects of our life today. Things like fast food, rock music, and most importantly to us, cars became very prevalent in the 50s and 60s. Yes. Okay. So Americans took interest in the automobile as an extension of their actual personality, and they began to modify them to be a little more flashy, a little more desirable, a little, you know, You see him coming down the road and you go, that's Johnny so-and-so. I don't buy his car anywhere. When Ohio-based Goodyear Tire and Rubber Company began experimenting with the tire of tomorrow, it was only natural that the whole entire world becomes intrigued by this. You and I know tires as they are today. Yeah. That's what we know. In the late 1930s, there was a German chemist. His name was Otto Baer. He produced a new organic polymer and he called it polyurethane. Okay. So you're familiar with polyurethane. Over the decades, polyurethane has found a lot of different ways to be used, Um, especially in the automobile industry. It's a soft elastic polymer. It's used to manufacture high-resilient foam cushions for seats, headrests, armrests. They use it to line the roof, the dashboards, the instrument panels. And Bayer went so far as to actually exhibit an experimental car whose entire body was made out of polyurethane. That doesn't sound all that safe. No. But I think in the 60s, and the, or the 50s and the 60s, probably people were much more careful driving because not everybody had a car. Not even every household had a car at that point in time.
1: I was thinking more about the fact that the chemicals that would leach out of it, and it, you could be oh, exposed to. Oh, I don't think they worried to.
0: about that.
1: Well, of course not. They smoked, they they smoked unfiltered cigarettes in, and
0: drank while they were pregnant. In their polyurethane cars.
1: Yeah.
0: But at that point in time, legendary tire manufacturer Goodyear... Decided to amaze people by inventing a new use for polyurethane.
1: No, please, no.
0: Yes, please, yes. They made tires. And not just any tire. Yes. They made tires that glowed. What? Yes, they made tires that glowed. That's kind of awesome, honestly. I know. I know. I actually have pictures. I'm actually
1: looking at them. They came in a lot of colors. Yes, they did. They're very
0: cool. Aren't they cool looking? Yeah, I'm looking at them on a car. That's pretty awesome. Right. So unlike traditional rubber tires where you have multiple layers of rubber, you have textile elements, you have steel belts, you have beads, you have ply, you have tread, and you have other components, and those are all compressed together. Right. um, And the process of doing all of that is slightly long, and it's pretty involved. Manufacturing tires out of polyethane was pretty remarkably easy. I have a picture. All that needs to be done is you mix your polyurethane chemicals together, you pour the mixture into a tire-shaped mold, and you put it in the oven and you bake it.
1: All right. Okay.
0: So Goodyear actually added tiny amounts of dye to the mixture before they baked it, and ta-da! You have colored tires. Right. Okay. These tires can be matched to your car. You can match them to your wife's outfit. Someday, a wife may tell a husband, Charlie, go out and change the the tires. I'm wearing my blue dress tonight. That was a statement from Goodyear's development manager, John J. Hertz in 1962. But what really made this tire compound that Goodyear called neothane unique was the fact that it had an ability to pass light. So not only did it glow, but you could pass light through it. Right. So Goodyear saw an opportunity, and they actually fitted 18 tiny light bulbs inside the tire on the rims, which produced a very vivid glow at night. Goodyear hoped that illuminated tires would make driving safer in the fog, Or the tires themselves could work as turn signals and brake lights. Oh, the company was super enthusiastic about the future of this. And in a 1961 press release, the company predicted a new era of fashionable automobiles, and this, this is part of the press release. Once the tires reach the market, and that could happen in a few years, auto stylists may use them to carry out a car's color scheme, perhaps matching the tires with the upholstery. And it's not at all unlikely that my lady will want tires that enhance her wardrobe, her hair, or even her eyes. Mine would totally be purple. Imagine, if you will, one girl <clears> telling another, but, my dear, green tires just don't do a thing for your complexion. When that day comes, it will mean a whole new frontier for the tire designer. That's the end of the what I have up, the press release. Right. Goodyear paraded its tires around to grab public interest. Okay. It placed a set of red tires on a Dodge Polara and drove it around downtown Miami. Oh, it did the same in Manhattan with a Chrysler Silver 300, to Rockefeller, to Times Square, to the U.N., and people were astounded. They would oh. just freaking stare. This, I mean, they'd never seen anything like this before. Right. But the tires never actually officially went on sale. Oh. Instead, a, custom, a local custom car builder who caught the attention of Goodyear was permitted to actually own a set of the tires. His name was Jim. They called him Street. Kanzakis. He was the creator of the $75,000 futuristic Golden Sahara, which was a car. Right. Which I think you saw pictures of. I did. The public loved it. It was flashy. It fit the 50s styling absolutely perfectly. And what other car in the time period even had automatic braking? It was something like out of a movie. The 1960s comedy film Cinderella actually featured the Golden Sahara. Really? Although with that one they used... Just regular white wall tires. Oh, that's a bummer. So fortunately or unfortunately, the tires did not ever reach the market. Testing showed that neothane tires really didn't perform well in wet weather. They had no stoppability. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, think about if you were riding your bicycle on the tube, not the tire. Right. That's basically what you're driving on. Yeah. Um, and then when you braked, melted your tire. <gasps> <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Yeah. Not a good side effect. No. Yeah, because we know that when you brake, you create heat. Yeah. Yeah. Melted the tires. Oops. Other drivers would find them distracting. Uh, Motorists had been so enthralled by the pretty colors that they would go through red lights or they would just stop right in traffic and stare at the tires that were going by. So basically in the end, Goodyear realized that producing neothane tires commercially would be very expensive and the idea just kind of fizzled out. But it is a really cool thing to look at and learn about. You know what might have been doable, though? Because
1: you know this is how my brain works. Okay. <clears throat> if they had taken and just put a polyurethane glow-in-the-dark strip in, you know how, like, yeah. white wall tires? Yeah. But yeah. they could have, instead of it being a white wall, they could have,
0: you know what I mean? It wouldn't have worked because the white wall doesn't go all the way through the tire. It's on the outside. The ne- the polyurethane, the, the neothane. the right. It has to actually go all the way through the tire in order to emit the light so oh the light yeah through. then i guess it wouldn't work you're yeah. right bummer they're really
1: cool they sound very cool that's a bummer yeah.
0: have, and the pictures are cool yeah and they that are what i'm gonna post yeah. i'm gonna use it as i think i'm gonna use it as our collar page
1: that is a bummer that we were never able to make that get off the ground that would have been kind of awesome i know but it makes sense why it didn't work it does it absolutely does if we have anybody out there
0: who is an inventor Get on this, would you? I want glow-in-the-dark tires. That would be amazing. I want my tires to flash like my turn signals. That would be really freaking cool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be totally awesome Awesome. Totally awesome. Total, totally awesomer? Yeah, it would be very awesomer. Right. I just make up my own language. You already know that. I know. We like to make up our own yeah. words. Um, so, that's kind of what we got for you today, guys. Short and sweet. They usually are. And humorous. Um, If we have anybody out there who listens and podcasts, we are interested in cross-advertising. Give us a holler if you are interested in cross-advertising. We would love to hear from you. Feel free to share your episodes. Feel free to share any posts that we put out. Um, Drag your friends, your relatives, your enemies right into this craziness that we call a podcast.
1: You can listen to this in your car over your Bluetooth. And you can force all of your friends and family to listen too.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they can't get out. They're a captive audience. They can't get out. So if you find a speaker in the trunk, in case you have someone in the trunk, too. Some people do. All right. All right. Good to know. It's just a thought. It is a thought. It is. It's a good thought. I think it's a good thought. Okay. Consideration. Yeah. What if you're carrying that almost dead body around? You should be considerate about that. If you have a job where you don't work
1: with the public, but you're allowed to broadcast music, play us. drive an ice cream
0: truck change the channel play us (laughs)
1: sure we'll go with that she's a little
0: speechless
1: (laughs) some days you take my breath away mary
0: oh you're so good to me i'm gonna take that like you actually meant it nicely (laughs) drink my mint julep
1: would you i'm still working on mine thanks to all who stopped by and lent us your ear we do hope that you have enjoyed our stories today oh yeah you can find us on facebook At Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Or you can email us at TMSIDNTK at gmail.com. Those are the letters
0: for the initials of the show. We're on Twitter. What else you got here for us, Mary? Um, If you have any suggestions, ideas, comments, weird little tiny stories you um, think we need to know about, we'd love to hear them. If you have invented a glow-in-the-dark tire, hit us up. If you have invented a glow dark anything, we want to hear about it.
1: If you have forked someone's yard, send us pictures. We want to see Ooh, them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Somebody flamingoed my yard once. Yeah, yeah, I I do recall. That was quite interesting. Yes, yes. It was yeah. It's a crazy thing. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we do want to hear from you. We we would love to hear some stories from you. Feel free to share with us. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, even if you didn't and you just want to hear more of what you don't like, feel free to follow us and listen to us anywhere. Anywhere. We're all over the place now. You can
1: share our episodes, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, anywhere that you can post, you can share links for our episodes. That is true. If you have enjoyed your short stop with us, please feel free to follow the podcast and most importantly... Leave us a rating and a review. That really, really helps us out. Yeah. Let's us know how we're doing. You can find us pretty much anywhere that you can listen to a podcast. I think I said that. Sorry. I wasn't listening to you. What? <laughs> What'd you say? I don't know. Were you talking? Oh, uh, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this, oh. this podcast is, of course, hosted by Mary i currently co-hosted by Hannah, myself, while Andrew is off on vacation. We appreciate Hannah
0: stepping in, too. Of course. You know I love to do this. You're always a good
1: time. All editing is done by someone, somewhere.
0: Sometime. At at some point. With something. Before. Because you don't want to hear the unedited version. Oh, God, no. 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 Final thought till the next time? Do we even have a final thought? Are we thinking? I think not. Have a great week, guys. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fine. <laughs> what do you drive, huh?
0: I drive. Yeah. yeah? How about you? Umi? Yeah. Well, what about well, you? Hey, what? Hey, I boy. That's what I thought.
1: Dude. Now, come on, guys. Look. Now, this car could be a major piece of machinery. Do you know that? Now, look at this. But well, this car could be systematic,
0: hydromatic,
1: Ultramatic. Woo!
0: Why could be Grease Lightning? Grease Lightning!
1: So we'll get some overhead lifters and four
0: bell quads, oh yeah. Keep talking.